Welcome to Business Matters with host Rob Capello, a podcast where we open the conversation on what matters for business. We would like to thank your sponsor, Valley First, a division of First West Credit Union and a member-owned financial cooperative serving the Okanagan, Similkameen, and Thompson regions. They offer a wide range of banking and investment services for individuals and families. Valley First also has a talented business and commercial team to provide the expertise, products, and services local businesses need to grow and thrive. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to Business Matters, presented by Valley First, the division of First West Credit Union. My name is Rob Capello. I'm the Chief Strategy Officer at Now Media Group. Today, we welcome Glenn Jackson to Business Matter. Glenn, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. Glenn is a Senior Manager Tax at MNP. Um, I also saw, I saw some of your three letters. You're also a CPA, CGA, and CFF. Did I miss any? No, no, that's the mold. I haven't seen CFF caught me off guard a little bit because I wasn't sure what CFF was. I had to Google that one. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Forensics. Forensics. Yeah. And I thought that was interesting. So thanks for joining us today. We, um, we were joking as we're jumping on. We're like, we're going to make tax exciting today. And you said tax is always exciting. So we're going to chat about yeah. tax and all that it fun really stuff. It really is. Yeah. yeah. What else awesome. Can I say? So, Glenn, um, why don't we start off by you just tell us a little about your role at MNP. What what does you know um, a senior manager tax do, and what sort of your role is? And then we'll jump in a little bit into MNP and some of the service you guys offer as well. But why don't we start off and tell us a little about what you do in your role? Sure. Um, my role is primarily in the tax area, so income tax, and a lot of what we do, and a lot of what I do. It's, it's about sitting down with clients, finding out what their objectives, uh, their goals, and then what, what's the current situation mm-hmm. and uh, coming up with a game plan for them for the future. Uh, typical accounting or compliance tax work is about looking backwards. It's about what happened up until my last year end. And it's right. about getting a tax return prepared Tax planning is more about looking into the future. Right. And what, what can we do now to set you up in a better position uh, for the future? In, in what size of companies do you typically work with? Are, are they small, medium size, or do you go right up like yourself? Sorry, I know, you know, MNP would work with different ranges, but yourself. Yeah, uh, you know, it's, it's quite a range. Is it okay? Okay. It really is. Yeah, it's quite a range. But primarily some of them, you know, approaching mid-size firms, but uh, I also do work with small firms. Right, right. Small businesses. Right. Definitely. So I noticed that you're you're fairly new in your role at MNP. So I'm yeah. curious, what, what brought you there? What brought you to MNP? Really good question. Um, I just like the, uh, the atmosphere at MNP. I like the way that they're focused on finding niches so that they can better serve their clients. It's a big firm, it's a national firm, but um, taking advantage of the fact that they've got a lot of expertise in different areas uh, and it, it allows us to serve clients better. Right. So, Excellent. And so what were you doing before you joined the MNP team? Well, um, I've been a sole practitioner for uh, 
few years now, uh, okay. doing tax planning, much the same kind of work as I'm doing now. Um, prior to that, uh, I, I should say that at MNP, there were a lot of diverse backgrounds. Right, right. And, and I actually came from the public sector. Okay. I worked as a as a manager many for many years with the Canada Revenue Agency. Okay. Uh, I worked at their headquarters, worked for their headquarters in Ottawa huh. uh, in the policy and training section. So uh, it certainly adds a unique perspective. Right. Uh, when I'm talking to my colleagues, I can, when we're looking at legislation, I, I can give them a good idea how the CRA would interpret that. Right, right. But... Uh, Huh, interesting. So um, when I was reading your web profile uh, on, on the website, it was interesting that one of the services I think caught my eye was it was called tax controversy. Yes. And I'm like, what is that? <laughs> controversy. Um, that's where I take advantage of my experience. The theory tax controversy is, is basically when the client is in uh, the middle of a uh, an audit or some other process with a tax authority, mm. um, usually the CRA, but sometimes it's with the provincial government. Right. And uh, it, it's basically taking advantage of my experience inside the organization to help people uh, resolve issues and disputes with the CRA. Uh, because I, I can put, I can literally, uh, I know what happens within the four walls of the CRA, right. as well as what happens with the client directly, um, and how we approach things from a public practitioner point of view. So. Interesting. So I'm curious, I always, I like to ask this question, sort of, what got you into this way back when, when you're, you know, going through school, you're deciding what you want to do, what got you into sort of the accounting, and then what, what got you into, because taxes one component of it so what got you into sort of the tax side of it well it's it's interesting when i started university i had very different goals i wanted okay. to be a psychologist okay i thought okay i'm gonna get a phd in psychology um after a couple of two and a half years almost satisfying the, the requirements for a major i really realized that this wasn't really what i wanted to do for the rest of my life so I switched majors at that okay. point and actually ended up with dual majors um, and then got uh, involved with taxation, uh, did my accounting designation. Uh, what I like about tax, though, is it's about solving problems. It's about solving puzzles. Um, maybe a bit like the game of chess where right. you, you, you kind of have to plan your moves and things like that. But uh, uh, yeah, that's one of the things. Just the mechanics of how we do tax planning. Right. But. It's interesting as you're, so um, are, are you, I would assume you're constantly having to go back because there's, there's changes and we'll talk about that later about yeah. changes in tax acts and tax codes and changes the government does and policies and, uh, the, you know, all this sort of stuff that the announcements they make. So are you, you're constantly having to, I get, I want to say upgrade your skills for lack of better, but you're always, you're oh, always, yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Especially lately. Um, right. Within the last few years. Yeah. A number of significant changes. We went through a long period where um, 
the, the federal budgets were boring for us because <laughs> um, they're certainly not boring anymore. There's That's interesting. Things. Yeah. So, um, I'm curious because, you know, even from before you joined MMP and now in your role there, like, what are you hearing from seeing for businesses the last few months? Is there, is there, I know we're, we're, we're saying that we're kind of in this smoke show right now, but you know, are, is there, is there a sense of optimism coming out of what everyone's come through in the last year and a half? Like what, what are you, what are you feeling and sensing what you guys are seeing right now? Cause obviously you guys are sort of at the heartbeat of businesses, right? So you're, yeah. you're, you're seeing, so what, what's, what are you seeing right now from the business side? I do see a lot of optimism. Um, COVID has impacted businesses differently. Right. Uh, so many businesses continue to chug along. Um, there are other businesses that haven't done well during COVID. Right. But there, there have been a number of programs announced for those, those businesses which have helped. And believe it or not, there are industries that have done very well during these times of COVID. Uh, probably because of the drop in interest rates. Right. So anything construction related, real estate related, those right. sectors are, are doing well. Interesting. So let's talk a little bit about MMP itself. Um, one thing that stands out to me is that the depth of verticals, like I was looking on the website, agriculture, technology, enterprise, indigenous, and so on. So, yeah. so from your perspective, like what makes you MNP different from ad, other accounting firms in, in the market? Sure. Um, I think what makes this different is what I said earlier in the interview is that uh, MNP has a number of niches and right. a number of sectors and sector specialists so that um, across the firm, we're able to support different sectors one of the examples I would use is the agriculture sector. Right. And um, uh, we have a lead, we actually, our, our lead agriculture uh, employee is someone named AJ Gill, who is, uh, he comes from the provincial government where he mm. was in charge of their uh, agri-stability program. So he brings a wealth of knowledge to MNP. And actually we have a number of uh, agriculture experts uh, particularly in Western Canada, but really across the firm. Uh, it's a large team. So we do offer a lot of services for our agriculture clients. Um, other diverse areas, uh, we have an area that specializes with professionals. Mm -hmm. So we have a lot of professional clients. Uh, we do a lot of tax planning for uh for different enterprises, that's a big part of our practice. And in Kelowna here, we have a large tax group. Hmm. Um, and we also have our national indirect tax lead for our firm is actually a few doors down from okay. in our office in Kelowna. Um, so it's, it's one of the benefits we have here. It's, so. But, so. Yeah, it's interesting because I think maybe you can expand on this a little bit before as well. I mean, is that there's this, you know, bench strength, I would call it from MNP, yeah. where, where if you're working with a business, you can draw on 
experts or whatever you need, because yeah, yeah, we're talking tax, but businesses obviously need other support, but you know, can you expand a little bit on sort of that, the, the, the team you have around you and sort of the diversity and the various backgrounds and how you can support businesses, not just in the tax side, for lack of better words. That's a great question. Um, A number of ways, for example, uh, one of the things that MNP offers is uh, a service around enterprise risk. And risk is a big topic these days. Mm. Um, we think of technological risk because of COVID, more and more businesses being done online. Right. And um, there, we all know there are risks associated with that. Yes. Yeah. So our firm can actually offer the service of uh, reviewing uh, of the system that a business uses, looking for risks, looking for opportunities to uh, tighten up that system and make it more secure. And even looking at, uh, you know, worst case scenario, what if your system went down? What if the worst happens? How would you recover? What would your steps be to recovery uh, in the short term and the long term? Hmm. Um, So that would be one example. a lot of succession planning that we do. Mm. Succession planning is more than tax, although tax is a big implication, but um, we're seeing a lot of baby boomers who are uh, sort of passing the torch. Right. Whether it be uh, to a family member, uh, their children, or to a third party. Um, so it's it's about planning to get them to that stage to take advantage of uh, those rules. Um, but we've, we've got agriculture specialists like agrologists, um, forensic accounting we do as well. And we have a very, uh, an excellent forensic accounting department that, uh, they do everything from, uh, uh, looking at fraud situations or potential fraud situations, uh, but also looking at risk management there. What, if we did a scope of your organization, how secure is it in terms right. of finances and all those other things? Hmm. Interesting. You know, you, you mentioned sort of succession planning. I was curious if if you've seen an, a surge or an uptick in, on certain services that you guys offer. And, I, you know, I, I kind of, I thought sort of that mergers, acquisitions or succession planning or areas that you know, in our industry, we're starting to see some, you know, a lot of mergers and acquisitions as, as people were going through COVID and stuff and, uh, or people were stopping and going, you know what, maybe I had a couple years left. So I'm, I'm going to retire early, quote unquote. So are you seeing more and more of that? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. We're, we're seeing business owners and that's probably, that's part of the planning process. Right, right. What are your right. objectives? Do you, are you interested in selling? And there's a lot of mergers and acquisitions. And uh, it, it's, it's much more common right now uh, for the reasons that you mentioned. People are uh, realizing that we all have a finite amount yeah. on the planet and yeah. um, it, perhaps a lifestyle change as well. So, and we guide people on that particular process um, with respect to doing due diligence for a prospective purchase, uh, that's an important thing we do. And uh, just just to help them maneuver through that process. So if, if you've got a very uh, large business, the, the process can be a little bit intimidating. You've got right. buyers, but how do you 
how, how's that going to work for you? And uh, you need advisors. Interesting. That. Yeah, yeah. I, and I did think that was, I mean, I, like I said, we're seeing in our industry and I, I, I didn't think we're an anomaly there. But um, when it comes to sort of the, what we've gone through last year, obviously COVID has impacted almost every business in some way, some negative, some positive, like you said, but so how does, how do you guys, or how does MNP assist like your guys' clients in, in stuff in, in time, sorry, of uncertainty or volatility in, in, in you know, let, let's, let's talk about the current environment, but we went through this before, not through COVID, but ups and downs in the economy. But when that happens, how do you guys support your clients through it? You're right. We have gone through ups and downs in the past. 2008 is an excellent right. example. But um, often what we'll do is we'll speak to our clients and uh, they'll often have immediate needs uh, to keep their business viable. Right. And uh, we can coach them with that. Um, how can they shore up their revenues and reduce costs to remain sustainable? So we can look at those factors. Um perhaps develop a, a content, business continuity and resilience plan right. for the future. Um, we also are very familiar with the various government subsidy programs that have come out. Right. Some of our clients have benefited greatly from those programs. They've, uh, they've really helped save things. Um, and tax planning comes into that as well. Um, interestingly enough, because of the fact that if you're, if your business did go down in value temporarily because of COVID, that might be the opportunity to do some tax planning. For example, we might do what's called an estate freeze because uh, the estate freeze is done at the current fair market value of the business. And if it can be a lower amount, uh, that can be beneficially tax-wise as well. Um, so that when the business does recover, and this is in the case of a corporation, uh, the growth uh, can be attributed to, say, the next generation. Right. Uh, Interesting. So, so you mentioned sort of there's there's been some support, economic support. Like, what are some of the, and I always say that's a question that a lot of clients ask, like even just even yeah. us trying to figure out, like, what are some of the economic support measures that are available to businesses through, or, or in, I would assume it's changed obviously when it first started and where we are today, but can you highlight a few of them that are maybe out there for businesses? Sure. As you said, that's a good observation. The programs have changed. Right. They continue to change, but one of the big ones is uh, the Canada emergency uh, wage subsidy is right. huge. Um, many of our clients have taken advantage of that. Uh, at the moment, the program is uh, due to end on September 25th. And that's it's probably a good time to mention that these programs have a, they have a shelf life. Yeah, right, they, right. They're not going to last forever. But the, the emergency wage subsidy basically covers uh, employee wages, or rather it subsidizes them. Right. So, it, it, it also, uh, so it basically allows businesses to subsidize the wages that they're paying for their employees in order to keep them on longer. Uh, requirement is basically that you have a payroll account on March 15, 2020, um, and you can demonstrate a drop in revenue. So and the subsidy rate can actually be up to 75%. So pretty significant. Uh, 
Another one I can mention is the uh, Canada Emergency uh, Rent Subsidy, which is similar. It operates in a similar fashion to the, the SUS, as we call it, or the, the wage subsidy. Yeah. Um, and it basically supports businesses uh, by assisting with rent expenses, uh, as well as for, uh, for businesses that have their own premises, it, it can assist them as well with uh, uh, some of their costs, some of the fixed costs, that is. Right. Uh, and that program um, is also due to end on September 25th. Oh, okay. So uh, two big programs. I, uh, another particular program that came out of the last budget was the Canada Recovery Hiring Program. Uh, basically, the program offsets a portion of the extra cost mm -hmm. of costs employees take on as they reopen, employers rather take on, um, either by increasing wages or hours worked or hiring more staff. Um, it's, it's eligible uh, to provide employers with a subsidy of up to 50% of the incremental remuneration uh, paid to uh, eligible active employees between June 6, 2021 and November 2020. So that particular program is designed to help businesses that maybe they, they really did scale back significantly, and now they'd like to start uh, hiring staff again but it, it might take them a little bit of time to get back on their feet uh, financially. So interesting. that's also an interesting uh, program that came out of our 2021 budget this year. Right. Hmm. Um, we're going to take, a, I, I, do, I do have a few more questions I want to get through to you with you, sorry, specifically around sort of the Canadian uh, tax and some of the changes that you've kind of hinted at and we'll kind of dig in. But before we do that, we're, we're going to learn a little bit more about you um, okay. and, and got a few questions we're going to go through. So um, uh, when, what was your very first, I'll say real job, real job uh, that yeah. you ever had? <laughs> I grew up in a small town of Port Alberni. Okay, yeah. town. So I worked in a plywood mill uh, on the weekends in high school, and we would clean up. I was on the cleanup crew, and we would, uh, you know, basically clean up the mess from the, the previous work shifts. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, great job. Uh, certainly for a high school kid. Uh, right. And... Uh, I got to work with a lot of my friends from high school. So. Yeah, it was interesting. I, I actually did the same thing at a, a mill out in, uh, in near Camelot's, uh, Tokel Mill in Camelot. I did the same cleanup, and I was the same thing through high school through the summer. And it's like yeah. pretty good money for high school kid working there. Oh, right? yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, if when you're not working uh, and it's not too smoky, what's the best way for you to spend time away from work? Where do we find you? Oh, gosh. Um, often, you know, it, it's traveling throughout the province, yeah. uh, just relaxing in my backyard and enjoying uh, the outdoors, a um, little bit of hiking, that sort of thing as well. Yeah. But, uh, Exploring the beautiful Okanagan. And all <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, what, 
what's your favorite thing about what you do right now? Like, so there's, you know, there, there must be, you know, you've been doing this long enough that there's areas that you love to do. And, you know, I always say, what gets you up in the morning? Like what, where do you get your satisfaction from when it comes to your, your, your job right now? Yeah, great question. Um, I would say it's, it's about solving those puzzles. Hmm. It's about uh, working with the client to develop and identify their objectives and then to solve their puzzle because the tax plans are, are always unique. Every tax plan is different. Right. But, um, just finding out exactly what their objectives are, doing the technical work in the background to come up with a solution. So two parts to that, dealing with clients. I love dealing with clients. Right, right. Um, and the technical part. Interesting. Um, I'm going to get you to think on this one, but it might it might come quickly to some people. That, so... If, if you were able to grab a cup of coffee with a famous person, uh, I'll say, I always say dead or alive, someone that you've really admired, who would it be? I think it would be Martin Luther King, to be honest. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That would be, that would be a pretty amazing coffee, cup of coffee. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, if we ask your friends, family, coworkers to describe you and one or a few words, what do you think they would say? Um, I think they would say I'm hardworking. Uh, I have integrity. And uh, I like to think I'm a lot of fun in social situations. So, yeah. But uh, yeah, you said you make you make tax fun. So you must be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you said you like traveling even in our province stuff. So where's one of your favorite places you ever visited that you would love to get back to? Yeah. You know, I think I'd have to say Florida. I, I've been there several times, but okay. it's just, um, it's just a great place, particularly the Southeast of Florida, Southwest of Florida, where you get away from the big cities. Right. Right. You have nice weather. Um, but uh, Interesting. the place. Um, if, if you were forced to only eat one meal for the rest of your life, what would it be? What's your go-to meal? Uh, butter chicken. Oh, nice. No one's ever said that. I love butter chicken. Do you have, do you have a local favorite for your butter chicken? Uh, there's a, there's a little place in the mall in Rutland. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, I, I, the name escapes me right now, but it's, yeah. it's just a little mom and pop store, but uh, just the most amazing, authentic Indian food you can imagine. So, interesting. Yeah. And you said it's in the mall in Rutland. Yes. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. You have to go find that. In um, the last last question I had on this is that we talked about traveling and and is there a place that's on your bucket list that you 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 really want to get to that you would love to go visit? Yeah, I um, I really enjoy uh, British TV, uh, British telephone tele, television programs, and um, I think I've been the UK. I've never been there. I've mm. been to to more than half the u.s states i've been to central america um hmm. many caribbean islands but i've never been to europe so I oh interesting yeah you, you you mentioned british tv i used to be a big big monty python fan so it was a yeah. that's that's more of my humor so anyway yeah. thank you thank you for 
playing along and answering some of those questions to get to a little bit more. So, so I have a couple more sort of work-related questions uh, before I wrap up. So um, you mentioned there's been, uh, and partially because of the, you know, the pandemic went through, there's been some recent updates and changes to Canadian tax. So, and there's probably lots of stuff, but is there some highlights that small and medium-sized business should be aware of that it's really pertinent to them? Well, one of them in particular that applies to um, to, to small corporations is uh, the uh, immediate expensing of capital expenses, um, immediate deduction of capital expenses, and it's available to what we call Canadian-controlled private corporations, which are basically small corporations. Right. 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 Um, and, and it allows rather, and, and as listeners probably know, when you make a capital purchase, let's say it's a, a piece of equipment, you have to depreciate it over a number of years or amortize it over a number of years. And what the budget did is it basically said that uh, certain expenditures could be expensed immediately. So you purchase that uh, piece of equipment and you can claim you can you can write it off in the year of purchase, um, which is huge. It's a great great way to help uh, small corporations recover from COVID. It stimulates the economy as well because it uh, stimulates the production of machinery and every other type of asset. Mm-hmm. And uh, and basically, it and that program is long standing, and it's up to. Uh, um, and uh, as long as it, the uh, the asset becomes available for use before January 1st, 2024, um, and it's up to a maximum of 1.5 per million, 1.5 million per okay. year. Um, and it's a wonderful program. And there's also a provincial program as well, uh, where for certain types of capital expenditures, you can get a refund. You can apply for a refund of the PST that you paid for the same types of assets. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's interesting because there's there's so much to navigate when it comes to tax and the questions right. and knowing what's new and, and not. And yeah. I'm curious, like for for the, the businesses that uh, are like, you know, we can do this on our own. We got it. And they're like, oh, crap, maybe we don't got it. Yeah. What do you recommend the businesses do? Like, what are some steps they can take? Obviously, the simple ones to reach out to MNP, but but what are some of the things that businesses can do to make sure that they're up to speed and know these changes and what's happening in in, in tax? Yeah. I, I really recommend that um, that people consider talking to their professional advisor. Um, you're right; it's it's really difficult to keep up with the, the growing trends, the news. As professionals, we, we get more of that news. We get more of the background than the public gets. Right. So in, in, in some cases, someone yesterday was telling me about a, uh, a client who spent $1,800 um, in fees and got a, a huge multiple of that in uh, subsidies from the federal government. And mm. the subsidies that were probably difficult to uh, maneuver and apply for. Otherwise, uh, we've heard from the CRA that a lot of people, particularly with the Canada 
emergency rent subsidy. Right. Um, a lot of those applications are prepared incorrectly um, and end up getting denied uh, just because there was an error if the client tried to prepare it themselves. But, right. Interesting. There's so many complex, well, complexities. So I, I, I thank you for joining me on a Friday afternoon because I'm sure there's, oh. there's so much stuff that you'd rather be doing to talking to me on a Friday afternoon. So thank you for joining me today. It's interesting. I always tell the story that when, you know, I started my own company and, and uh, way back when, and we've merged with Check Creative and where we are today with the Now Media Group is, you know, I, I feel one of the success, one of the reasons there was success is that aligning ourselves with really good partners, an accounting firm, a good legal firm and a good bank. And, and I think there's, it would, I, I look back at how important it was to have those partners. Cause they were, to me, they were true partners in growing and answering and, and looking at, you know, uh, ways to be most efficient and plan for the good, but plan for the bad as well. Right. So I think yeah. that there's, we talked about, and we only spent 25 minutes talking about all complexity when it comes to tax. So it's, it shows how it's, why it's so important to have a partner like M&P when, you know, Absolutely. when you run your business. So. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Um, and, and the thing about M&P as well is we can, we can service clients of different sizes. Right, and, right. And often we have clients who are startups and, and they can grow with us and take advantage of more services as that startup starts to grow and expand, yeah. enter new markets. Yeah, fair enough. Well, Glenn, thank you so much again. I really appreciate the insight and the knowledge. And uh, I'm sure we just covered the tip of the iceberg, but thank you for at least sharing some tidbits for businesses. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Rob. No problem. Uh, everyone else, everyone else, sorry, have a great rest of your day and, and weekend. And thank you for tuning into Business Matters. Thanks, Glenn. Thanks for listening to another episode of Business Matters with host Rob Capello. If you're interested in being on the show, reach out to us and join the conversation. 